Hello, Rob. Welcome to uh, another podcast here. We've got our Connect Four Insurance powered by Pinnacle Financial Services. And uh, today we've got a great conversation, um, something that gets talked about a lot, uh, something that many, many insurance agents have a hard time with, and that's what is called cross-selling. Cross-selling. Right? Cross-selling. Okay. So um, you being the agent trainer uh, here in the office, I know you get a lot of uh, agents calling you about different products, what um, what they can offer, what they can sell, what's appropriate. So why don't you talk a little bit about what, what you hear um, when you're talking to agents on uh, cross-selling uh, other products? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Welcome. Episode three, by the way. We're cranking them out. Brand fist, new logo. And furious. Fresh logo. We're, exactly. we're, we're kicking it up a notch. So yeah. uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, cross-selling versus upselling. Sure. Because, uh, you know, in the insurance world, maybe not necessarily in the senior market, um, there's a misconception commonly between the two. So upselling is is really when you're um, taking maybe your current client and you're trying to get them into maybe a more expensive piece of insurance of some kind. Maybe you're trying to get them into more of a, a life insurance opportunity where they'll make more income, but they have to invest more money. It's more expensive. The reason behind it is, is you're going to get them a little bit more involved. You're going to get them a better product and you might make a little bit of extra money as well. Yeah, right? absolutely. That's upselling. What we're talking about today is, is cross selling. So what uh, we teach a lot of our agents to do and what we'd like to see done, it's it's what I personally do and I'm sure it's what you do as well. We're licensed is um, selling complimentary products. Sure. to your current clients or your new clients. And, and you know, that could range, and we're going to talk a little bit about that today, but that could range into a bunch of different things. A lot of the stuff we talk about here is um, maybe your Medicare products and how that works into the financial industry with um, different life insurance and annuity products. Um, you know, maybe some of the ancillary products, which is really big. Right. So um, your hospital indemnity, also known as HIP, um, dental, vision, hearing. But adding those complementary products. So uh, an example of that might be you have a Medicare product that either doesn't have dental, which nowadays they almost always have dental. Right, right. On the advantage side. On the advantage side. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Or or maybe they're in a med sup and they don't have any dental at all, um, is selling them a separate policy that would complement that and add that dental. So two separate policies, um, you're not kind of upgrading what they currently have. So. Just something yeah, I see no, a lot. That makes 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 a ton of sense. Uh, as many years as we've talked about it, it seems as though some agents master it. Uh, they make a process of it and do very well with it. And then other agents either aren't interested in it or haven't figured out how to add something additional to their practice. So I want to talk a little bit as we get started here. What I want to talk about is some of the, the motivations behind what I would call cross-selling, right? So you have the opportunity when you're working with your clients um, to offer many different options. Um, So we have uh, certainly a lot of agents that believe in in their products, right? That's one of the first things. So if you're selling a Medicare supplement and they don't have dental coverage, you truly believe that a senior should have some dental coverage. That's an easy cross-sell. You have a strong belief in that product option uh, that you've put into a process when you're selling a Medicare supplement to the senior client. 
you could have also individuals that have a fear of not selling something. And I've got a great example for this one coming from the long-term care world years back. We used to talk to a lot of financial advisors, and, and we would talk to them about um, are they offering long-term care as part of the portfolio? And you'd be surprised. Most of them said, no, I don't do long-term care. I don't want to get involved with long-term care. 50-page app, I'm good. Yeah, the (laughs) underwriting that comes along with it, all the other headaches, it's going to be just a nightmare. I'm not doing it. But we used to pose a simple question to those advisors, say, well, no, that all makes sense. It is a long process. We we get it. Um, What do you do to cover yourself against the liability when you're building somebody's large nest egg and then you're not offering them something to protect that nest egg, right? The long-term care piece, if they're not going to somebody else to find the long-term care piece and you're not offering it to them, they have some kind of catastrophic health incident, all that money that you've accumulated is now in the hands of a nursing facility, right? What about the family that now gets involved? What are you doing to to protect yourself? So the fear of not selling something is also a a pretty big motivator when it comes to cross-selling. We also have a lot of individuals that are just totally driven, right? They are income-driven. They want to be able to have every opportunity there to offer the the best uh, possible options for their clients. Uh, Those are probably the easiest agents that we talk to on a regular basis because they're just eager and thirsty for what else they can um, what else they can be doing. And then last but not least, I always say this, um, selling and being an insurance agent is really hard, right? I mean, if it was easy, everybody would be doing it, right? Everybody would be doing it. Um, we used to say, and we still say many times, that an insurance agent wakes up every day unemployed, right? They got to they gotta go find someplace, and if they don't sell something, they're not getting paid. So- Being that agents have a certain amount of clients on there, having other opportunities with that client base that they're already working with just makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And and statistically speaking, the more policies you have in a house, the more likely you are to retain your client. I I forget what the numbers are. Persistency is huge. Yeah, it was like – someone had talked to us about this. I think it was like 30% with one. It jumps to like 65% with two, and it goes over 90% when you have three or more policies in the same house. Absolutely. In my mind, you're not not doing a disservice to your client. You're helping them. You're filling in all of those little gaps that could really cause them financial issues. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm going to take a moment here to say that we're going to take that cross-selling title and we're just going to cross that cross-selling title out. And we're going to call it holistic planning because as an insurance professional, um, we're not necessarily selling somebody something. We're using a product and and so forth. They're, they're, They're buying an insurance product, of course. But holistic planning is solving a problem. When you're working with a client, You're able to see what their pain points are, and the insurance product is the vehicle you're using to solve that problem. Maybe they need income for life, an annuity, right? You're solving the income problem by using the annuity. They need coverage for health insurance when they're in retirement. That's the Medicare product. You're solving that problem. If they have the Medicare supplement, they also want the dental. You're solving that problem. So as an insurance professional, I think when you look at that holistic standpoint, you really take a step back and say, I'm not overselling somebody something. I'm not giving them something they don't need. I've had the conversation. My clients have told me, these are the things I'm worried about 
income for life, health insurance, dental insurance, right? You'll get those um, types of responses from your clients when you're when you're probing and asking the right questions, and then that's easy because now you're you're creating um, a solution to that problem for them by using the insurance product. And I think that makes the most sense um, when you're doing doing this. Uh, cro- we'll take out the cross selling holistic planning. <laughs> holistic planning. Yes. I like it. I like it. Well, I mean, think about it. Right? It's when you're doing your fact finding, especially when you're when you're dealing with seniors. I mean, you may walk into a house thinking one product is going to be good. And then after your two hour long conversation, it is the polar opposite of what you originally thought. I mean, I can't, I can't tell you how many times this happened to me um, when I was working with my clients, you know, Oh, this, this plan is going to be perfect. And then after a 10 minute conversation, I'm like, Oh no, 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 absolutely not. Because uh, the beauty of what we do is not, it's not a one size fit all. It's so customizable and there's so many different products that can really help anybody. Right. Which, uh, you know, from a cross, holistic selling standpoint. Um, I, I feel that uh, a lot of the stuff that we offer um, as insurance agents can really help people. Yeah, it, it, it really is important to have that correct mindset when you're offering additional products. And then you as the insurance professional, obviously, you've got to make sure that you've educated yourself on how all of these things work. So um, if you're selling Medicare supplements, you have to know how the dental plan works. You have to know how cancer plan works. If you're going to offer those programs, you've got to have those solutions available to you. So when you want to grow your business, right, you want to take it to the next level. Uh, education never stops. You always have to be learning, uh, whether it's web training, you're going to in-person trainings. Uh, there's a lot of pre-recorded material out there that'll get you up to speed that the insurance carriers make available um, to make sure that the uh, the insurance agents are um you know, really uh, in sync with the products, how they work, and, and, and then, of course, how to take the uh, application or en- enrollments. Um, but I do want to talk a little bit about when you're doing that holistic planning, what might make sense based on what insurance agents are currently selling. So if I was to say to you, you have a Medicare supplement agent, he's mostly selling Medicare supplements, um, what do you think would be a good fit for that agent to be a little, maybe a little bit easier of a transition, adding an additional product line? Well, I mean, I guess it really depends on where they are, but uh, you know, unfortunately, sorry, people in New York, uh, you don't have as many cross-selling opportunities, True. holistic selling opportunities. Got to keep correcting myself um, on what you can actually offer, right? Um, I think with MedSups, you can go a couple different ways. Dental is probably sure. one of the, the biggest products. Um, I think, especially from a senior's perspective, um, you know, obviously with a Medicare supplement, Medigap, for those of you unfamiliar with the Medicare supplement side of the business, um, there's, it covers the other 20% that Medicare doesn't cover. So, uh, from a health standpoint, um, you, you're not, I guess, um, you, you don't necessarily have to worry too much about the health side of the things, but that dental isn't included in that. Right. So I think dental right. is a great opportunity. Yeah, and, um, he, and we're probably one of the easiest plans to sell out there. I, ah. you know, yeah, you're talking guaranteed issue. There are plans that'll sell up to age 99, uh, you know, one price, you know, simple enrollment process. It's just a matter of talking about it a lot of times. And what's crazy is, is, is with the dental products now, they have a lot of waiting periods. 
But there's even some carriers out there that are waiving the waiting periods if they're already on a dental. Right. So, and every year, and this is why I love insurance. Every year, it's it's like technology. It gets better. It gets more refined. And there's more opportunities with different things. And they're just constantly upgrading and adding on to these policies. I mean, it's you know, with a company, uh, we'll say like a Guarantee Trust Life, you might be able to walk in with one application and sell six different parts of a product. Right. Dental, vision, hearing, hospital, and dental. The cancer, heart attack, and stroke, which has a you know outpatient surgical right. I mean, just so many different things that you have um, in your quiver that yeah. you can sell people. It's 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 yeah, kind of mind boggling. It, yeah, it's great. You know, and that's where I think the transition is really important. So you take a look. You mentioned the dental with the med sub makes perfect sense, right? You could even take it to another step and even look at a final expense with a med sub. There's carriers out there that even combo the app where they answer the questions on the med sub side, and then they automatically qualify on a final expense side. So you're going in there and maybe you're saving a client 15 bucks a month, just changing their Medicare supplement and taking a look at it for $15 a month, you might be able to give them two, three, $5,000 worth of final expense coverage. So now they're not out of pocket anything less, but you've added some additional coverage to them. On the med sub side, you, you definitely have that kind of flexibility um, along with the dental. Uh, And then what about final expense itself? So we have final expense agents out there um, that are really, that's what they do. They sell final expense and they don't don't offer a lot of other stuff um, out there. But talk a little bit about cancer insurance. I think it's one of the least utilized product. And again, maybe one of the easiest ones to offer out there in the, in the insurance world. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, uh, I, I can tell you just from some of the different carriers we work with one, it's not, it's not a 50 page application. No. I mean, in some cases you're talking 10 questions, you know, and two of them are redundant, you know, in a lot of cases. So, um, with the age of the internet, um, a lot of it's jet simplified issue. So when you're working with your final expense people, right. They're planning for the end of end dates really. Right. right. And they want to make sure that when they leave, that they have a nest egg for their family, for them to take care of their burial and maybe have some extra money left over. Um, I can tell you based on personal experience with uh, agents I've dealt with selling cancer policies, there is nothing like, um, obviously the feeling of getting the cancer diagnosis is, which is normally, um, you know, life altering, but right. getting the ability to get a check, a lump sum check for five, 10, 15, $20,000, um, it eases it a little bit because there's so many crazy expenses when it comes to cancer, right? Especially now you have experimental treatments uh, that aren't covered by a lot of mainstream insurances. Yeah, I think that's a big gap in, in why cancer doesn't get sold. I think individuals a lot of times just assume everything will be covered. But what about if you're in an area and you want to go to the best hospital in the country that doesn't take your insurance, right? Or they do take your insurance, but what about the travel expenses that that come into play? Imagine if you were handed a check for $20,000 because of your cancer policy, that's going to really help individuals cover all of these uncovered types expenses. Um, The experimental treatments, as you mentioned, um, are just huge. So the cancer Although one of the easiest products, everybody knows somebody who had, had cancer and, and the risks that are out there, um, it really gets used a lot less than I think it should be. Yeah. Oh, big time. And, and you got to remember, too, with a product like a Medigap MedSup, um, even though it covers everything for the most part, um, it, you're out of work. 
right? So um, even a cancer policy with a MedSup could help you cover your utilities or any other expenses that you're going to have to pay outside of your healthcare cost. I mean, right. uh, keeping your electricity on is, is normally pretty a darn important yeah. there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Having hot water. Yeah, is, that's is the last important. thing you want to worry about when you're going through cancer treatment is is keeping the lights on. Um, and, and definitely, and they're inexpensive. Um, so an easy add-on. Uh, I think it makes total sense. I think a lot of agents just don't know how to position it, haven't had the conversation with somebody on on how to offer that to their clients. But uh, definitely with final expenses, sort of in you know in that realm of conversation yeah. um, to be able to talk about the cancer product there. And then one that's near and dear to I know all of our hearts uh, when you have Medicare Advantage, and you mentioned the hospital indemnity. So we um, we know there's a ton of Medicare Advantage being sold, but I would say only a fraction of that actually gets to hospital indemnity. Um, and I know you do a ton of training and workshops with with agents um, with with hospital indemnity, and they're making it easier and whatnot to sell it right now. So, what do you, what do you think is the the gap on the hospital indemnity? Or you know, what are you hearing from agents um, when you're talking to them? Is it they're just not offering it? Really? I mean, at the end of the day, if I had to put a number on it, I'd say less than 10% of our agents are actually offering the hospital indemnity, which is crazy because the inpatient hospital state, which is what um, hip products cover, yeah. is one of the biggest expenses outside of the ambulance. Five days, $300 a day, something around and, and, there. And it, it's getting worse. Yeah. You know? So um, I think it's a great add on. Um, and when you're talking with agents, at the end of the day, it's, it's a very complimentary product to the advantage. Um, there's a lot of technology now that helps you compare side by side so that you know exactly what you're offering people. And we we always have some tips on on how to do that. So you can always talk to us in the office if, you, if anyone ever has any questions mm-hmm. on that. But um, I think that when you're offering these things, like for instance, a hospital indemnity is on scope of appointment for Medicare. That's true. It's a great point. There's only five products, and one of them is hospital indemnity. So um, just by having the conversation, you will stumble upon hospital indemnity sales, and really you'll be helping your clients cover that large expense that they could have. Yeah, and I think you're right. I think a lot of times it comes down to um, the process. It's not part of what the agent's um, used to selling, and they're just – they're not adding it to that process. Um, whether it's the final expense in the cancer, where the question may be may be as easy as, um, so who do you have your cancer insurance with, right? Well, what do you mean who would I have my cancer? So it, it's it's just an extra question you have to add to your process. Same thing with hospital indemnity. This is your out-of-pocket for hospitalization, $300 a day for five days, Um by the way, at the end of this, I've got a solution for that um, for that out of pocket that, that I'll talk to you about, and then you can also talk about the hospital indemnity at the end. So it's a process; it's knowing the products, and then of course it's implementation. Listen, if you do it once or twice and um, and you feel like it doesn't work and you never do it again, you'll never be successful at it. If you go at it with the mindset that you're solving a problem, right? You're creating, um, you know, a a solution for whatever the pain point is that the client has, and you're solving that, that's a huge win. Plus, as you mentioned earlier, persistency is going to go way up. That's your client now, right? That's just not a policyholder of yours. So it's really important, I think, for the agents to make it a day in and day out. If they do it once or twice and it doesn't work and don't go back and do it ever again, yeah, they're going to probably say, hey, it wasn't for me. But 
it just wasn't consistent enough. Yeah, and that's and, the issue. And and you know what? Keep in mind too, some of these products, especially like like a his a hip product is an indemnity, right? That doesn't yeah. mean the, the client has to go pay their bills. If they want to take a trip to Disney World, they can get a check and go to Disney World. Yeah, absolutely. Right? It's their money to do with as they please. Um, so you could even, when you're doing these things, set it up so the client gets even more money outside of that. So you know, if they have a $300 uh, policy per day for five days and you set it at $400, they are going to get even more in their pocket at the end of that stay. And I mean – some of the people that we're doing business with, like, you know, our clients, they're living day to day. Right. So $100, $50, I mean, that can make a huge difference on if they're going to eat for the week. Yeah. And it's this, important. Yeah. And this is something I've heard from agents, and this goes back to mindset again. Um, I've heard from agents that, well, my client, zero premium, they're on a fixed income, and they, I don't think they really could afford it. But you have to switch that around a little bit because you're saying that they can't afford that $30 a month, um, but they'd be better off affording that $1,500 lump sum out of pocket some point in the future. I would bet you they're more likely to say $30 a month sounds good. I don't want to have to pay $1,500 in one shot because I am on a fixed income. And giving me that in one month is going to hurt me a lot more than that $30 a month to cover um, that out-of-pocket for hospitalization. So I think it's just a mindset. It's how you go into it. Um, And I think that's where the holistic part is really important. Um, You're solving a problem. Holistic selling. I like it. I like it. hear that, everybody? Yeah, exactly. 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 Technology is huge these days. I know we live and breathe technology, especially uh, through the pandemic. Uh, Agents that we work with, I know, um, did a lot of training and educating. I think there's still more to be done. Uh, Remote selling is a great option. Telephonic selling is a great option. I still think uh, most stuff is done across the table or or face-to-face. So you you definitely need to um, embrace technology, even if you're selling face-to-face, to to have all these tools available uh, for you. So you want to make sure that technology is there. And then as an individual, I mean, you've got to always look to, you know, you're looking to grow your business, um, but the more clients you develop, the more referrals you're going to get, and it's just going to organically uh, grow what you're doing. Um, because as we mentioned earlier, it's hard to find new people. That's, you know, prospecting is one of the more, more difficult parts of being ex- a successful insurance professional is the prospecting part. Probably the most expensive part of yeah. it as oh, yeah. well. Cost of acquisition can be, can be tough. But you know, yeah. think about this though, right? We're we're solving problems for our clients, which means we can solve problems for uh, barriers of entry as well, right? Um, you know, a lot of times we hear, oh, my client doesn't have an email address, voice signature. It's going to be sure. everywhere, and especially within the next year, you're going to see voice signature everywhere. A lot more. Um, my client doesn't have a computer, just a cell phone, text to enroll. Almost every platform has text to enroll now. So um, we can really get rid of a lot of those barriers to entry and you can still get those products due to technology really 
Um, and that was really mainly from a lot of the stuff that uh, came about from COVID. Yeah, I, no, 100% agree. Uh, there's so much opportunity out there to grow your business. Uh, it does take some initiative. It does take some time, effort, energy uh, to grow your business. You want to make sure uh, that you're doing things the right way. You want to make sure, obviously, uh, you mentioned the scope of appointment. If you're selling Medicare Advantage, there's only so many products you can sell at the same time. Uh, life insurance, uh annuities are not going to be during an MA sale, uh, different than a med sub sale, for example. Uh, but there's a, always a lot of opportunity with the dental, even during an MA sale, if many of the products have dental now on them. Um, but if the case they don't, you can always offer an individual one. So, um, you know, there's just a lot to do. Uh, I think it's a, a good first step to get trained up on the opportunities and, and take what you're already doing and see what makes sense to add to it. And then go from there. You can always add something else. Master that next um, that next uh, problem-solving product. And then go to the next one six months later, three months later, uh, and then grow your sales that way. Yeah. I mean, hey, look, I you know, as a trainer, I deal with a lot of people who um, – they're okay with learning new products, but they want to be an expert and they want to know their one product inside and out. And that's great. Not everybody can be a jack of all trades, but I think um, in order to not have a disservice to your clients, at least mentioning some of these products we talked about today, because you would be surprised through the fact finding and through those different things you're doing, how often you're just going to stumble. I mean, leads are one of the things that are always tough for our agents, sure. right? If you have a book of business, whether that's um, current Medicare clients, uh, life insurance, annuities, PNC is big, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, everyone has a, a mom and dad, a grandmom and grandpa. You have leads. If you have your own book of business, you have a step ahead of somebody that's just starting out, that's just fresh. So a lot of stuff we're talking about today, you can leave, turn off this podcast or you know, <laughs> uh, delete the podcast once it's downloaded, and you can sell to your current book of business, and I bet you – you get a sale within the first week. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's got to know what you're talking about. Of course. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> training, training is, is a never ending. Learning is never ending. No matter how long you've been doing what you're doing. Um, there's always room to grow and expand and, and do things uh, bigger and better. So uh, that's, that's, Really, the first step is is getting uh, getting the product knowledge uh, and the process under under your legs. Um, yeah. So I think we're done here for today, Rob. Um, I love the holistic selling standpoint. I think if you're an insurance professional, that's what you want to be doing. You want to be a problem solver. Uh, the products will take care of themselves. But um, first step is learning. You know, that's the most important thing. Learn, Figure it yeah. out. Yeah, learning's important. I think um, the other two things we didn't talk about too much were um, your ability to question and listen. Um, you know, you got to know when to ask the right questions, but you also have to kind of remember, even though we are salespeople, you got to kind of take a step back and listen to the client, listen to what they have to say. I mean, look, we don't want you to be pushy. I don't think you need to be pushy, but if you're listening to what they have to say, you're going to be able to use that holistic approach to get them what they need and make sure that right. they're comfortable. Right, right. You know the old saying, right, Rob? What's that? You've got two ears and one mouth. You got to listen twice as much as you speak. Right? <laughs> I like it. Yeah. I like so it. that so if we live by that motto. I think we'll be okay. But really, an important and invaluable um, trait to have as as an insurance agent. So really important. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So we good? Yeah. I think we're out. I think it's a good uh, episode. Appreciate everybody coming <laughs> out, joining us. A couple minutes. We've run through the. Uh, 
cross-selling slash holistic planning, holistic planning planning, uh, opportunities that are out there. Um, But for myself, Bob Brisky, Rob Valencius, we appreciate you joining us for another Connect for Insurance podcast. And uh, we look forward to talking to everybody soon. So thanks again, everybody. Thank God. Thanks, guys. Have a great day. Thank you, Rob.